Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Ladies and gentlemen, April is about to come on and rock the house. Going to bring you some beautiful light love, joy, and incredible journey that she's been on, wisdom, and how you can stay supported, stay safe, and just keep me in your greatest possible self. Before we dive into that, I'm talking to you out there because you are becoming your greatest possible self. You're stepping up, you're stepping into your message, you're stepping into uh, your healing, your safety, your greatness, whatever you're stepping into, I just want to acknowledge you and say stay tuned in to the 12-hour marathon every Wednesday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific, and definitely stay subscribed to the podcast and to the YouTube so that you can keep getting the latest episodes and videos and all the greatness coming straight to you, okay? It's awesome stuff, and you can also send me a message if you want to be a guest on a future 12-hour marathon, if you want to launch your podcast, if you want to get coaching, clarity, grow yourself, your brand, make a bigger impact, we'd love to talk to you about that as well, and you can contact me on Instagram at IamMillionaireChris, Facebook.com forward slash TH3Burns, and email Chris at BeerGPS.com. Next up is the iTunes review of the week. This week, let's see who it's by. It's by Brian Kelly from Reach Your Peak. And Brian says, authentic and energetic. Chris is as authentic as one can be. He loves helping people and his energy is infectious. Watch this show if you want to become your greatest possible self. Absolutely watch this show if you want to be your GPS. And I appreciate you and giving us that review, Brian. And if you want to stay tuned, definitely subscribe. If you want to get shouted out on a future 12-hour marathon, go ahead and go to Apple Podcasts or iTunes, search Greatest Possible Self, and then you can give us a review and let us know what you love the most about the show, what you want to see even more of, how we can improve it for you in the future, and how we can keep growing together. Okay, let's do that. Keep up the great work. I believe in you. I'm going to introduce April in just a second here. Before that, Grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes, be ready to take action on this because I have a feeling this is going to pull on your heartstrings. It's going to really enlighten you about some things that are going on. It's going to give you uh, possibilities, it's going to give you hope. And so I really want you to stay tuned all the way through till the end of this particular interview because I know it's going to be super powerful and it's going to be very, very meaningful. So let's introduce April and then we'll bring her on the screen. April April T. Juke and her five children escaped the abyss of abuse through Pinpoints of Light. Through her book, Pinpoints of Light, Escaping the Abyss of Abuse, she coaches the battered, beaten, and broken to discover their strength, to change from victim to victor, for advocates to understand their impact, and for supporters to understand their value that they are the key to helping victims become victors so that they can become beacons of light. April is remarried to Scott Juke and has four more children, two who also are deaf with him. She is now the mother of nine. April has taken her pinpoints of light and turned it into a beacon of light to enlighten, illuminate, and empower the world. And we are blessed to have April with us here today. April, are you ready to rock the house, Superwoman? I am ready. (laughs) We're live on Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. Thank you so much for being here. We're going to have a lot of fun today. Yes, of course. I mean, what else is there to do? You've just got to get in there and have life because life is happening. So yeah, got to be right right. there. I love it. I love it. So we're going to dive right in. The theme of today is the one thing, April. So we just want to hear your perspective. What does that mean to you? How has the one thing impacted your life? One thing that has impacted my life is light, because I know that light comes from a creator, from a higher being, and we all are instilled with that light. And so when we use our light and discover it, then we fuel it and then we amplify it. Wow. Like nothing can stop you. This Mm. whole thing about what is light, what's your soul? It's everything about you. I've heard it said, um, 
Some people will talk about, man, there's just something about them. Mm. They're, there's just something. And I'm over there, it's the light. It's the light. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. <laughs> because when we find it, discover it, we become empowered. And it's mm. true. It is all action, all mm. of our thoughts. They're actual pieces of, of real energy. Yeah. And energy, light, all of that, it's absolutely true. I mean, we come, uh, our very makeup is is the exact thing as the stars. Mm. And I love how science, I totally geek out on some of this stuff. Yeah. And scientists have just totally been trying to find out, you know, the substances that make up a human body, are they the same that are out there that's making up the stars? Well, yes, it actually is. They have it proven. And they're mm. like, same thing right here. Well, mm. stars produce light you produce light. Mm. And when we have it, wow, it is just phenomenal. How many of you have ever been like in a really dark, dark place if you've ever done like cave exploration or anything like that? Just the tiniest little pinpoint in that cave, you are focused on it. Yeah. it. It doesn't even have to emulate a ton. It's just this tiny, tiny, it's not even a candle width of power. It's just mm. this tiny pinprick right there. Your eyes are going to focus in on that. And you're going to be headed towards it. You're not going to be walking away from it. You're like, there's that light. I'm going towards it. Because it empowers you. It draws you in. It's actually just, it's truth. So it's amazing. Wow. So incredible. I love it. I love how you bring in the science with it. I love how, uh, you know, we're really, really remembering that we are light. We are like this divine light and it's scientific, you know, like yeah. there's, there's these different waves, different types of waves that exist in the universe, different, you know, frequencies. Mm-hmm. There's sound like, you know, cer- certain ones make sound frequencies that are audible to our ears. Certain of them are eye frequencies where like, like infrared and like we can't see those, but we see the, the colors of the rainbow. Those are different yeah. wavelengths and different like things like that. So like everything is a wavelength in our universe. And so, we are light april it's it's freaking it's beautiful i love it i love it (laughs) thank you yeah it's awesome so um really powerful way to start off and i want to go next into talking a little bit more about who you are what you stand for i mentioned it a little bit in your intro but just in your own words why don't you share that with us okay so in my own words um being a mom and having a lot of kids i am able to see a lot of variety a lot of interesting uh, things happening all the time. So I love looking at their eyes and what mm. it is that they want in wow. their life. And there's just, the, the best word is just potential, right? It's right there screaming for them. And I think as a parent, I look at it and say, I want to be able to direct and guide mm. and, you know, totally help. But I'm not going to be the one that's constantly recorrecting, redirecting. Mm. There's a time and a place for that at, at certain ages of development. But I want to establish them a strong foundation so that when they start to experiment a little bit, they kind of look back, kind of a check-in. They look mm-hmm. back and like, hey, that didn't work out That's the way I thought. And I'm like, so what can we do differently? You know, I really want to act as that guide mm-hmm. and see how it is that they, they do with the knowledge that they, that they have about mm-hmm. their love, their light, their self-worth. Some people just call it like self-esteem. And I'm like, eh. Is not self-esteem because esteem comes from men and Mm. men like mankind mess up Mm. all the time. I don't feel like that is no, mm -mm. it is your worth, your value. Mm. That is your light. And that comes from something completely different. That is a higher power. That is your creator. Mm. And through that light, when we are in tune with it, we are, Mm. when we are connected with it, just, doors and doors and doors open up now there is a bit of fear right because sometimes you're standing at this thing and you're like i don't even know what the next movement is you start shaking you're like where are we going with this and you kind of have to just push it out there with a little bit of action which is also faith right you just have to start acting and uh this whole thing about light about acting about pushing forward acting out on your faith it really helps people that are in need Mm. that have forgotten maybe their light has dimmed because of some type of abuse you could name the spectrum of abuse Mm. from physical financial emotional spiritual mental verbal i mean it the category is there Mm. that's not the focus the focus is 
we see their light dimming because they're accepting that. And every time they accept some of that word or some of that abuse, it's just like the little bit of energy just yeah. starts to go down. And the fuel that was fueling their light just kind of drips out. So I'm so big on helping them to discover their light mm. and then fuel it. How are you going to fuel your light? What do you do every day? What do you do to fuel your light? And it was like I was listening a few hours earlier about who do you surround yourself with? If you're surrounding yourself with just crud, well, what do you expect? Let's mm. lighten things up. Let's get some real energy and power into that. And, you know, you can start slow. Baby steps are fine. I am big about line upon line. You know, sometimes you've been, uh, you know, in your snowy white all winter long. First day of sunshine, you're headed out that. Yeah, you're going to get burnt, right? <laughs> kind of step it up a little bit at a time. Right. <laughs> so just ease into it. But we want to keep turning up that light. We want to mm. fuel it. And there's w three ways to do that. There's the physical aspect of it, the mental aspect of it, as well as the spiritual aspect of it. And when we fuel and our light can sustain, then like a lighthouse, we need to amplify it, right? So lighthouses and all this kind of stuff started coming in into play where, as mm -hmm. mariners started to get further and further out from land, right? Mm -hmm. And as they're taking these bigger ships and bigger voyages, as they're coming back towards land in the dark or whatever, they've got to know, hey, I think I remember rocks over here, but I'm not quite sure, <laughs> you know, help, there's some something to do. Well, you know, back before we've got all this powerful, incredible um, electricity and harvesting all of that energy, mm. we did have fire, we had candles, we had, uh, you know, lanterns, those kinds of things. Mm. So scientists, again, here's a little geeky thing, right? You want to amplify your light. How do you amplify light? You were it mm. and through the reflection through lenses through mirrors that one single candle can stretch 20 miles 20 miles Dang. are you kidding me 20 Dang. miles you'll be able to see that one candle wow. yes and that's wow. service so we can't just constantly ingest everything mm. we have to then get out and serve yeah. And I tell you what, that is a huge component and support for anyone that's in depression, anyone that's in abuse. When you can step aside for just even a few minutes and serve someone through a smile, through a handshake, through holding a door open, mm. there is a little spark. There's a little connection. Humanity to humanity, we are built to connect together. Mm. We are built for that. And so when we share a part of ourselves with someone else, even in the simple Access civility, even in the simple acts of just a quick hug, whatever it is, it adds and amplifies that light. And so it's going to stretch out a little further. Mm. And then because they can reflect mm. it, they'll reflect it out to the next, to the next. It's different than just lighting a candle from one single candle. Mm. That's part of the discovery. Then we got to fuel that. Mm. But now the amplification, wow. If you are able with your one candle to reach 20, 20 people, 20,000, 200,000. I mean, wow. It's it just takes off. So, well, I love yeah. I love that we're talking about like science and uh the power of basically how do we how do we multiply? How do we leverage? How do we get the most out of a little tiny candle and make it go 20 miles freaking long, right? That's like that's crazy epic awesome leverage. And yeah. we have this beautiful tool, resource, platform called social media today, yeah. which is another magnification resource for any message that someone wants to get out there. And it's just all about coordinating, triangulating what is of value, how to get people to share, to see it, to resonate with it, right? So that it, yeah. it bounces off as many people as possible to make the biggest impact possible. So that's, that's awesome. Right. Yeah, it it's it's just truth. And yeah. again, because we're full of light, we're full of truth. It's you know, it's a it's that natural law. It's going yeah. to you know do it. You don't have to force it. It's just mm. going to happen. And that's that's a beautiful thing. I love yeah. it. I love it, April. So this is gold. And so you're supporting your clients. You're supporting mm -hmm. the people around you with you know ins being inspired, uh, passing on good kind deeds. You know, like holding the door open, being a good person, being able to get through those challenging moments. Like if someone's dealing with struggle or or um, heartbreak or depression or something mm -hmm. even more severe than that. Like you're there to really support them. And before we go 
into that and dive into that. I want to go back in your journey and talk about like what it was that really helped you to get to this place and being such a stand and such a brilliant lighthouse yourself, April. So let's go back into the journey and talk about what were those uh, turning points and the biggest things that made the difference on your journey. So in my journey, um, the the things that I lacked or my weaknesses, mm-hmm. I focused in on those to figure out how they could become a strength to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the longest time I hid, uh, let me tell you, I can run away from it too. <laughs> but I decided to start embracing it mm-hmm. and to wonder, say, okay, so I have this weakness as opposed to condemning myself or like, oh, I'm never good at this. I'm never good at that. Try to figure out what are ways that I could actually take that that is weak, Mm. call upon my creator to say, hey, I need help in this Mm. because it's just not going to go away. Mm. Um, I need to strengthen this weakness to be able to make it to the next day, to be able to to feed my family, to, you know, I can't just sit here and say, well, I'm no good at business. Uh, I guess guess I'm no good at business, but I really want to be amazing, but I'm just no good at it. No, you have to take your weaknesses and start learning. Yeah. So in the learns, they are your wins and your learns and not mm. your fails because you learned something, yeah. right? You touch a hot stove, you learn to not do it again. You didn't fail at anything. Mm. You have absolute knowledge that you're not going to do that again. That's right. There are great pieces. So along the journey that I had um, growing up, I grew up in a lovely family, love my parents, love my siblings. And we had just great access to my grandparents, great access to story, great access mm. to the church, religion, to so many wonderful things. But along that journey, there's going to be some times where it, it just can't be roses all the time, right? Because mm. that's life. Life is going to happen. So life for me happened in probably a tragic and terrible way. Uh, and it was through an abuse from a neighbor, sexual abuse. And I took a lot of that, put it inside, and like many stories that you hear about this, you try to process it internally, and you're not going to say anything. And through that, um, there was an amplification that happened, which was the wrong type, where my negativity was bubbling up, the doubts, and then what I call a shame shadow. Mm. Um, He's that negative piece that's always there. So if you have light in front of you, you are going to cast a shadow behind you. Yep. But where are you focused? Are you focused on your shadow or are you focused on the light? Mm. Well, for the longest time, I had turned and faced my shadow. And I would, yep, you're right. Oh, yeah, I'm terrible mm. at that. Yep. And I was just accepting all of this stuff. And it was just depleting me. So then I kind of, I took strength to to figure out, get help and heal. And wow, I'm back on this light again. And we're going, we're chugging through. And I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. I can do it with my creator. Mm. No, no, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it with my creator. Sometimes I would forget, right? And I'm like, woo, look at me go. Look at me go. (laughs) And as soon as I'm like, look at me go, another opportunity for growth happens, right? Here comes another learn. And this one happened through uh, my first marriage Mm. where we've met. We have similar values. We have similar goals. And I mean, check the boxes. Things are going to be okay. And uh, he shared with me some of his struggles in the past and that kind of thing. And I'm like, well, I figure that if you've, you've done your thing, you're, you're on this route now, we're going to be moving forward. And I figured forgive and let's go forward. And so we did. And then the stresses of life really started to tumble in. And uh, he was struggling with mental illness as well as with a lot of depression. And then addiction started to come in. Mm-hmm. So along this journey that I'm taking – I'm now a family type of nucleus going through and I'm thinking, well, I've made a covenant, I've made promises Mm -hmm. and I'm just, it's not that, okay, things get rocky. Let's toss it and let's go forward. I thought, okay, there are things, there's programs, there's ways to do this. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's find our learns. Let's find this light again. And we would have sparks of it. It would come in for a few months and then would start to spiral down. And when those spirals went down, our recovery never got back up to where we were before mm. we'd spiral down and then we come up but not quite to that same level spiral down Ugh, come up a little bit more mm. spiral down mm. we could never reach back up there so through this journey um of learning these types of things i learned that i needed help i needed support mm-hmm. and i would always ask for it through my heavenly father through prayer through 
through scripture, through all of those types of things, mm -hmm. which are definitely fueling. Mm -hmm. But remember, like I talked about at the beginning, we have to also connect with other people. If you're yes. in isolation, wow, it's not going to happen. So I learned that I needed supporters. I learned that I needed to rely on other people and their light. Mm -hmm. I needed to see those pinpoints out there because I'm in this darkness and abuse is happening and I'm like, how am I going to get, I see it over there. How am I going to get there? And I then started to ask and started to join and started to surround myself with the company of light. Mm. I would just envelop in it and then I could go home and survive another set of time and bring my kids some more of that light. And it's kind of that journey that we went on. Um, a lot of learning. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, brought me to this point mm. because like I was mentioning before that shame shadow in the background, boy, they have a heyday, a heyday when your light is dimming out, it never stops. It is relentless mm. and it's just going to keep on going like acid rain. It's just slowly going to wear you down. Yeah. And, uh, at the more I would listen to that. The, it almost felt like the pinpoints were even further away. And I'm like, I was so close. What happened? I started to think I'm not good enough. I'm not this enough. And for, and for myself personally, I'm not good enough is not exactly what was said to me. It was, you're too much. Mm. You've got all these kids. Mm. You've got all these problems. It's just too much. You're too much. Mm. Oh, talk about being smacked with you're too much it's it's almost like i'm not oh. i'm not good enough to solve my own problems like so mm -hmm. i should probably shouldn't even ask for any help anymore like let's just like retreat back because right. i'm too much like people can't handle me i'm too big of a personality too much of a burden uh so too i much I, of I, a burden yeah. i, I I love that you're sharing this because I think a lot of people out there can relate. Sometimes it might not be the language of I'm not enough. Sometimes right. it might be like, well, you know, like I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't fit in. Yeah. I, I don't fit in for fit whatever in. reason. Like, uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm too much to handle. Like, so I love that yeah. there's, there's varieties of this. Yeah. And also I wanted to just highlight, cause I love, I saw, I see your hands moving. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. I've seen your, <laughs> in your videos doing sign language, right. For your, for your kids. Like it's, right. it's beautiful. So I, I just wanted to say, if you go into, so okay. I just want to give you permission because it's it's beautiful and uh, okay. and it's awesome. Okay, <laughs> we will do that. Love awesome, it. love it. Okay, so yeah. you got to this place where you feel like you're 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 being too much, and so how did you how did you show up through that? How did you really get connected with your faith, with your light through that? Okay, this is quite the other half of the journey. So. We're dealing with abuse and all of these kinds of things. Well, I'm able to to get out, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But so, so now I'm out, and I've got the kids, and I'm doing full-time school, full-time work, five kids, three on the autism spectrum, and I, head down, I'm going. I am going to make this happen. So we make it happen. We get certifications. I have my master's degree in special education, master-level teacher. We are teaching. We are hauling it in. We've got an income. All of these things, and yet still in the back, too much, mm. too much. Dang. And I'm thinking, no, I, I gotta, I gotta have my hand over here, my hand over here. We've got a breakdown happening right here. Autism's going on, and it was like there's still just too much. So I had this idea that I had to prove, I had to keep proving I'm not too much. I'm okay. I'm okay. And every time it would just smack me right back in the face. But nobody knew about it. Are you kidding? I'm not going to tell anybody. Are you kidding? <laughs> That's just me in tears with the Lord. Like, I'm not cross. I come out of that bedroom. I'm like, solid. Here I am. <laughs> no problem. And pretty soon I could see that you know, that fuel levels like yeah. going down to the E. We're going down to empty real quick. And um, I, by this time, I am remarried and mm. I have four more kids. Wow. And I'm still going down to the E level. And my sweet husband, he's like, I love you, but what is happening? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I can check off these boxes. I've done, I've done, I'm here, I'm there, I'm a victor. Like all of these things and still too much. Too much. What in the world? And you'll see, you'll think this is absolutely nutty. But I was watching an interview of a whole bunch of comedians. Mm. A whole bunch of comedians, some of my favorite people. 
Uh, so I watched Studio C, mm -hmm. fun, clean comedy, no big deal, awesome mm -hmm. fun. Well, they do this interview one night just to kind of, hey, you know, we, we know you guys are full of faith and we would just like to sit down and talk to you. So they're having these, these things, questions, Q&A, youth is asking them all this stuff and mm -hmm. it's great, it's fantastic. I am finding myself as a 43-year-old woman focusing in on this thing, watching youth ask, ask these comedians about, hey, what's the meaning of life to you? You know, yeah. And I am just enamored. And I'm watching this thing and one person gives this example about what love is. Now, I have been grappling with the whole concept of love and light for a while. I know I have light. I know I have strength. But it's kind of like a sunburn. Sometimes I'm just too much. It's just like, mm -hmm. whoa. People are like, need a break. Need a break. <laughs> break it now. Right now. And I would go home like, man, I've got to tone it down or something's mm -hmm. got to happen different. Maybe I've got to change myself. And every time I would try and change, then I would go back to like the dark thing. And I'm like, this dark thing's not happening for me. What's going on? So then I'm like, okay, I got to love better. I love my kids. I love my husband. But it was like, you got to go deeper. I'm like, oh, that's scary. That's scary stuff. So I'm listening to this interview. And one of the comedians says this whole little story about her child being born. And as soon as the baby was handed to her, she was like, oh, I love this creature. Yeah. And she just was sobbing. And this idea of love. And I'm like, Record scratch moment. I, I'm going back in my head. I'm like, okay, I've had nine times like this. Right. And all of a sudden, like the time, the, the little sands in the hourglass, the little tiny squick of, what is that? You know, the present. Yeah. We were suspended. Yeah. We were doing the Harry Potter, yeah. click the thing, suspension. <laughs> and it was like I had a download yeah. from, it was, I love you. Because you're just you. Mm. She said, I loved this baby and he hadn't done anything. And mm. then, you know, in her humor, she's like, well, wait, I think he pooped on me. But like he hadn't done anything yet. He hadn't <laughs> achieved anything. He hadn't accomplished anything. It didn't matter. I was in love. Yeah. And I just thought, mm. that's, mm. I'm loved. You mean, I, I always felt that he loved me, but like, no, like he loves me. And then I was looking at all of my little people, my 11 in the room, and I'm like, and I love you just because you're you. You don't have to do anything. And I love you because you're just you. And my kids were like, okay, mom. You know, give me the hugs, like, what's happening? Like, ugly booger cry, like, on, yeah. And my husband's like, are you okay? He's having me do just like, everything hit at that moment. And yeah. I understood really what it meant with no agenda, with nothing to gain, mm. just love. And my light exploded. Mm. And I knew how to write a book. I knew how to share the story. I knew that was it. It was time. I'd done little bits and pieces here and there. I'd mm. done a lot of stuff in the education world. I've spoken on the national stage in different realms. Mm. But it all shifted in that moment that I knew I was loved just because I was alive, mm. just because I was light, just because I was his creation. That's it. So I didn't have to prove anything. I didn't have to do anything. This is gold. Wow. This is gold, April. And I think a lot of people... Um, are resonating with this at some level. And then they're also remembering, man, I felt like I've been on this endless hamster wheel, treadmill of deserving worthiness, right? Of deserving love. And I think it's it's so beautiful because you shared on your journey, like you were on the, the quest, so to speak, to, to, to be worthy, to connect with God, to pray, to have it all together, to be blessed, to experience the love. And it's like every time you just, you got closer to it, mm -hmm. but you, weren't, you you didn't like completely surrender to it. It didn't completely, you know, in, I don't want to say invade, but like take over every yeah. cell of your body and like transform you, you know, like that's, that's such a beautiful experience to someone out there who's listening right now. What would your recommendation be to them to have that kind of an experience and get present that kind of love? 
Be patient with yourself. Be kind with yourself and give yourself time. Mm. This is not an instant thing. I'm 43 years old watching an interview of comedians and I finally get it. <laughs> okay, so so I'm talking about it takes some time. Yeah. And I remember sharing this story with my mom and she's like, did I not love you enough? And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> don't go down your guilt train. No, right, we're good. Right. We're good. I'm like, for some reason, I had connected my performance, my perfection, and how I pleased. My three poisonous peas. I would drink it every day. Perfection, performance, and how to please people. Different levels. I drank a lot at sometimes. Different levels, I drank only a little bit. Wow. I would get better in some places, better not. Yes, there and the other. And it's mm. still a continuation. I'll just say my, my poison bottles have shrunk. Yes. Like, <laughs> a little, a little. There, there is there hope. Little. There is hope. <laughs> and I will tell you, you know, sometimes I'll still like, ah, oh, ah. Right. <laughs> yeah, because I'm, you know, I'm normal. Right. I'm every day. I'm sitting here in my closet because I usually go out in the studio in the garage. Mm. Austin, right now, 110. Heat index, 112. Yeah, my computer was like heating up. I'm like, I got to ditch to the closet. <laughs> Throw the sign up. We're going in here, right? <laughs> my kids are like, Mom. I'm like, I did. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so, like, reality, real life. You know, I want to be absolutely real with people that it's not like that interview. I checked everything out the door. But let mm. me tell you, the pathway and the more I look towards my light, the less I look back at that shame shadow for sure. And the stronger, the more energized, the more light, the more I know how to specifically fuel mm. the clarity. Mm. Right. And let me tell you something. Light attracts. Right. Why does it attract? Take a guess. Why does light attract? Why? Light. Why? Why does it attract? Yeah, why does why does it attract? What what are you attracted to with it? What what does it do? Well, I I think that light attracts other light because there's the law of like resonance. If something is powerfully in resonance, then whatever vibration is going on here, if it's not as powerful of a vibration of the light, then it will like synchronize to the light. <laughs> right. There you go. So light attracts light as we are coming together in this light it is something where we can like the this is the sign for the lighthouse right the beacon of light as it's coming around it is warning people of the dangers it's saying come over in this direction but a lighthouse is foundationally sound it is built upon a rock Mm. it's not in the middle of the storm it's not in the middle of your darkness it's not in the middle of the heat of whatever you're suffering from. Mm. I do focus at this current time a lot on about abuse. Mm. and But I'm also focusing on my supporters. Mm. So in writing my book, writing this book right here, mm. when I took the dive to get into the stories, to do it all, to pull out the old journals and to read through that pain Ooh. again, oh Ooh. my goodness. I will tell you what, I wrote. I wrote another book that's like this thick. And then I had to burn it because I'm like, that would kill a reader. It would be like, ah, too much. Like, too don't much. kill the reader. Don't kill the reader. Too much. <laughs> so we narrowed it down to the pinpoints of light. Mm. And in that, as I saw myself, um, when we finally left the abuse and finally left the mental illness that was torturing, mm. if you've ever seen the movie A Beautiful Mind, people who aren't there who are talking to my husband, even his business partner. You have a business partner. Yeah. How would you like to have a business partner that's really not real, that's just floating around in your head and you're talking numbers with them? Yes, it was crazy, Bill. Mm. And then, you know, physical aggression would happen because he couldn't shut his mind off. And yet here we all are. Mm. So getting away from that, finding that lighthouse and getting towards that, getting out of the abyss. I I have an analogy in this book in one of the chapters where I felt like I was like swimming to the surface. And when I finally broke the surface, I bumped Mm -hmm. into this boat. Like this is all, you know, an analogy and Mm -hmm. and metaphor and such. So I get into the boat and I'm like, okay, I'm safe. This is great. And I keep seeing that light. And then I notice five little people bobbing up around me and I pull them into the boat. And then I'm like, we got to start getting towards that. And the little monster dude is swimming all around us and we're paddling a little faster. 
try and get and we're going towards that light mm. why because it's attracting it's pulling us in yes. once we got there and we got onto the land so to speak right once we are actually getting a protective order we are putting ourselves um out of harm's way mm -hmm. uh we are on our own we're trying to figure out where are we going to find more light mm -hmm. and uh while we were running and, and escaping we had to leave. We had eight minutes to put everything in the car, everything in the boat, right? And we had to get out of there. And we went to a hotel. And uh, the hotel clerk totally see us coming. It's November. It's snowing. My kids have no shoes on. Well, two of my girls had no shoes on, wrapped in a little blanket, no coats. I had just thrown stuff in, and we were out of there. And showing up there, the clerk's name, her name was... Gloria. Mm. Love that sign. Gloria. Mm. And uh, she she did the fastest boom assessment. <laughs> she she got us, right? I there. got it. Okay, let's, boom, co let's code red. Go. <laughs> and she knew everything that was happening, didn't yeah. say a peep, didn't say a word, no. but I felt instant trust with her. Mm. Instant trust with her. And I had been in a place of not lack of trust of I had some supporters, I had family members, but I couldn't share everything with them mm. for their danger. For like, I was on my own with these five and we took off. We'd gotten out, we're following the lighthouse, right? We're following these pinpoints. Yep. And Gloria was definitely one of those. And she was a supporter of immense value. She helped us to a room. And as soon as I get the last child in the room, she just asks one question and she says, Honey, are you running? broke down yes it is she gave me this hug and she just said you will be safe on my watch and i knew that was true stayed there for a while a few days later i gave her a picture he came looking she knew the picture of him she tipped us off and we were out of there she knew what was happening she didn't have to ask she didn't have to cry she just knew what to do and the support that she gave me there was immense so in writing this, I discovered more and more about what my supporters were actually doing. They first build trust. They next know their boundary. And third, the empathy that they show. And I teach all of this in, in courses and in training. But the point is, they knew things that were exactly what I needed. Did they do it perfectly? No, because life is not meant to do anything perfectly. She kept us perfectly safe, tipped mm. us off. She was able to do so much. And she was a stranger. Now, let me tell you, once we got out, once we got that protective order, once we were finally um, on some stability, we a, a co-worker, she became the next supporter. She didn't know anything that was happening because I'm not going to say anything for fear of who did I tell? Oh, no, have I put them in danger? What if he goes after them? Like. It was such high risk at this time that I couldn't do it. And she came to me and she just said, I have a basement. I know you need help. I don't know what's going on, but you can stay there for 10 days. It was a godsend because I'd run out of money for the hotel. I was like, okay, well, we'll hunker in in the car. We at least have the van. It's now December. We'll, we'll be okay. I had my name on apartment lists. I had no... I mean, talk about the innocence. I had no idea that you there was a waiting list for apartments. No clue. I had no idea you had to have a credit check. I'm like, I just started working. I'm clueless. I know nothing. Mm. But she offered those 10 days. Boom. I get the restraining order, the protective order. All these things happen. I'm going in and out of court. I'm leaving. She's teaching. Like, she basically took over the teaching for the month of December. Because I would pop in. I had to do this stuff. Then I had to leave. My boss, talk about being a supporter at work. She was like, I'm going to get fired. Everything's cool. She didn't even ask what was happening. She was just like, you got some things going on. Don't worry. I, I've, you've proven your worth to us. Your value. Things are going to be okay. We've got people here. We're going to make coverage. Just live the next day. Please come back to work. You know, like, Stay alive. And that was truly at that point, because for the longest time within the abuse that we were suffering, 
I describe it into two ways, which is either a caged animal or a hunter. Mm. And we, he was definitely a caged animal because of his addictions, because of the mental abuse, because of the mental illness. He was trapped within his own mind, not knowing if I was a threat. Am I going to help him? Am I going to hurt him? And if you've ever approached a caged animal, it's the same thing. They just don't know. And so they're going to strike out. And that's how the abuse was. It was not premeditated. It was not with this intent. It was absolutely something's going to happen. And I'm fearing for my life. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm acting out. Now, hunters are completely different. They groom their prey. They know who they're going after. They'll camouflage. They'll lie. They'll do whatever to have that full control. Despite whatever pain they suffered in the past, it's all a control thing. And I want to I want to distinguish these these are different types of what abusers or yeah. what yes abusers yeah these are the two types of abusers a caged animal or a hunter and they fall within that some people are like oh well what about narcissistic hunter period mm-hmm. all about control however they decide to do it oh well well what about people who drink and drink and drink they they use drugs they, addiction all that kind of stuff. You know, could possibly be that caged animal. I know for myself, there are there's less amount of caged animals versus those hunters, right? Mm-hmm. Because the power and control, and they are going to control whatever they can, is definitely first and foremost. So it's yeah, it's it's a crazy thing, but yeah, that's what abusers do because they want that power, they want that control, regardless of whatever happened in the past for them, mm-hmm. suffering through their own pain, what what have you. It's yeah, it's uh. Tons of statistics on that, but we don't have to go into all that. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's stuff. Yeah, well, it's it's important to be aware of what's yeah. going on. And I was telling you, like, I haven't experienced anything like this in my life. And, like, if something, yes. yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and yeah. if, if I were to come across someone who was in this kind of a situation in the future, I'm just grateful that I, I know at least a direction I can kind of okay. head in the in the conversation to be able to support them, to not make it overwhelming, to not like get too personal, to not trigger anything that I shouldn't like be asking that's not that's not resourceful for them, not that doesn't help them go towards the light. You know, and for anyone who's tuning in, this is good awareness to know how do we best support someone who might be in a situation like this. The best type of support is to build trust. Hmm. And always allow the victim to have choices. Mm-hmm. If you know of things, if you know of options, you can give it to them. But don't stand there like, hey, we'll make a decision. Mm-hmm. Like, because they're already in an uncontrollable situation. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, um, like I talked with my friend Lisa McAdams, she's like, now the victim now has to all of a sudden try and please this person. Uh, and, and then the, they have to go home to the abuser. And mm-hmm. It's just chaos. Support them through building trust, giving options, Hmm. know your boundaries, and the empathy. And the depth of all of those, you can see what I teach in the Hmm. Supporters Toolkit, you know, so that you can really understand it. Because, oh, that's just the skim off the top. It will give you a start, and a start is something, for Hmm. sure. Because without my supporters, I would have been the news story. And not the happy in the morning news story that people want. It was not going to be the pretty news story. I knew that. We had changed. She had changed from the caged animal because we had left. And he was in such fear that he became a hunter, an erratic hunter. A, you know, somebody with just a loaded gun ready to just go off at any second. And those are so dangerous. So, so dangerous. Yeah. Mom. So... I want to dive into how how can we be more aware if we come across someone who is need, is in need of support? How do we know if we're having a conversation with one of these people? Because I, I think you told me a statistic before, like one in four people might be going through something like this, which is mind-blowing to me. It is mind-blowing. In the United States of America, that averages out to almost 120 million people. And you're like, what? What in the world? Um so when you know of somebody that might be in a situation or you might, your gut just might be saying something's happening here hmm. and you don't want to know the depth of it. You don't want to know all the stuff that's happening, but you just, something's off. Mm-hmm. So again, what you look for is um, 
Are they lying too much? Are they always late? Do they wear, like, with physical abuse, are they wearing long sleeves when it's absolutely hot outside? Mm. Um, are they hiding? Are they first in, first out? You know, they, they're isolating themselves. They're not contacting with you anymore. Um, there are lots of different tips that are happening that can can tip you off that something's up, something's wrong. Mm. Um, the challenge is if you face them and like, hey, I noticed something's off, they're probably not going to say anything. You just approach it in the way that what you know of them. If, you know, uh, a quick note, like, I'm always here. Just something to let mm. them know because they might not be ready for a while. But when they are ready, they are going to make a reach mm-hmm. because you can't get out on your own. If you decide to try it out on your own, the likelihood of going back is almost 85% that you will return mm-hmm. to the abuse because it's just too hard. You don't have, you have to make an exit strategy plan. You have to, as right. the victim has mm-hmm. to make a plan. Well, part of that plan has to be these supporters. Mm-hmm. And it's such a hard thing because you're like, Hey, I need your help. Mm-hmm. Great. Let me pull open the story. Horrible. So they try to tight lip it, whatever. There's professional advocates, court advocates, people that are absolutely trained in shelters and things like that. Of course, use those resources as well. But what I discovered was my time with them was probably total about seven hours. Total over the time that we went through court, uh, got the court order, got the protect. It was probably a total amount of maybe seven to ten hours maximum. Hmm. I had my whole life ahead of me, I, and I can't really use their resources anymore. Because a shelter wasn't an option for me because I was working barely above the poverty line, but I'm employed. So shelters are not the option. So I'm like, ah, I need a catch in between that. Hmm. So relying on my family, relying on friends, relying on coworkers, they stepped in. We had built trust. And just that is the biggest piece for anyone that's out there. I just implore you to be kind, be civil. If you see someone's light dim, don't stop shining your light towards them. <laughs> it's like the worst thing you can do. Please be that beacon of light. Please be that pin light, pinpoint of light mm. for them. Mm. And how about this? Let's lighten this up a little bit. Yeah. Why don't you go have some fun with them? Let mm. me tell you what fun they're having in mm. their life. A Zippo. Wow. So something that could just be funny. Something, yeah. you know... A silly little comedian uh, clip that was sent to me one time, and I don't even do a lot with different types of music, but this was this whole skit on heavy metal, and my brother-in-law loves, he's a headbanger, total, yeah. (laughs) and I had him in my mind, and this little clip was sent to me, and I was laughing hysterically. I haven't laughed. My cheeks, everything really ached, and I ached for days afterwards, because I'm like, what does my face look like? I must be like... (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, wow. I, I wrote a note of appreciation, like with tears. I was like, oh, the best. I just have some fun. Introduce some light back into them. Do yeah. something that is something that they're not so over, all the time hyper focused on. Mm. We're going to survive another day. Oh my gosh. Take them to lunch. Have something absolutely crazy funny and just tell a joke with them. And I don't mean to take that lightly. They need some light they need to know that there's joy Mm -hmm. there is joy there is love on the other side of this they need to have something to hope for to move if they finally get out they'll be like okay i'm out is it this gray piece is it it's all i got (laughs) like you want to take them yeah on to this next what real life is about it's beautiful it's engaging and if you Mm -hmm. can get them into nature Oh, my land. Yes, please. It is yes, amazing. <laughs> I took a river trip um, the summer before I fled. I was able to get out into nature two intense amount of times. Two times. Mm-hmm. I'm a river rat. I love the rivers. <laughs> love the whole thing about it. Get me in those class five rapids. I'm going crazy, screaming yeah. the whole thing. And then just drinking in the beauty and just mm-hmm. being at one. And no one asked anything how the kids were. No one asked anything how the marriage was. It was just a time to be mm. present, yeah. to live within the present. It was, it was such a gift. It recharged my batteries, and it 
allowed me, that trip in July allowed me to get through these next three months of just darkness, the darkest place we'd ever been. And so at the end of November, when we took off, I relied on that light a ton. Yeah. I remember the time we laughed. I remember that silly thing that happened. I remember when we fell out of the boat. And it was just so encouraging. That's awesome. I love it. So, April, yeah. this is gold. I want to I want to know, when did you decide I, I get to write about this? I get to be a uh, advocate for this. Tell us about that. <laughs> okay. Well, the decision happened on February 28, 2018. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. that's the day. I knew exactly the day, exactly the time. I had been searching. I had written quips here and there, here and there, but I'm like, it's time to pull this sucker together. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a date, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And when I got started on this, it was just a fire in the belly, and the light that was just—I <laughs> thought it'd be burning down the, the paper. It was all around me. I was like lighting it on fire as I was writing. It was just <laughs> coming out. It was just crazy, and it was dark stuff. It was heavy stuff, but it was. It was more than just cleansing and therapeutic. I've done a lot of that stuff through the journals. Right. So when I would reread, it was so exciting to be like, I am miles from yeah. that place. I don't yeah. even see that person anymore. Yeah. Wow. It was fantastic. And how it all came together from February to having a published book by September 1st. And then we did the big launch on November 28th. The 28, number 28 is a big deal for me because mm. we left November 28th. That was our freedom day. That's the day we left. I'm born on the 28th. I started my book on the 28th. I had my book oh, launch gosh. on the 28th. Okay, you got, got the theme there? <laughs> two plus eight is 10. And the power of 10, you can mm. 10x anything. Wow. So there you go, you little math geekies out there. <laughs> 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 I love yeah. it. Yeah, we so, 10x'd it. Yeah, so awesome, so powerful. So you made the decision. You started putting it together, and mm-hmm. like you were just at a point where you're, you said, "I need to get this message out to people who are dealing with the similar circumstances, or who are struggling, or who need hope." Is that like the real why behind it? No. So that's an interesting question because I would like to say, "Oh yes," no, it actually wasn't. All I knew is that I had to share a story. I'm a storyteller. And I remember talking with a few editors and they're like, this is so powerful. Tell us how you felt about this. I'm like, no, I don't want to tell you how I felt about it at that moment. I want somebody to read the next, what's happening in the next chapter. Don't interrupt me with this other stuff. I want to know. I want to know the story. I'm like, this is a story. And I wanted it to happen that way. And I will tell you the readers who read through the story, they're like, it's a one day story. I, I couldn't put it down. I need to know what was happening next. Was he going to get you? Like, what was happening? And I wrote it in that story format so that we could just share that. Mm. Now, book two, this is the piece of light. This is the piece Mm. of helping. This is the piece of training and of all of that. Because I feel like when, okay, we're going to go back a second. Okay. You asked, you know, what was the point in delivering this? And I have said three times, story, story, story. Mm -hmm. Think about way back in the day. We'll go to cavemen. Okay. Way back in the day. Yeah around in their cave with the fire going what are they doing sharing stories sharing stories yeah sharing stories about the hunt sharing stories about how that mammoth man it almost trampled uggy right there it almost got him but man we we pulled him out we're okay they're sharing the stories that is humanity to humanity we connect the stories with light and with music Mm. why because of the frequency Mm. because stories evict truth they have an evil and a good. Mm-hmm. Good almost always wins. Mm-hmm. Light is told, and you're usually telling it around the campfire, right? Yeah. More lights happening. It is truth that comes out. And so mm-hmm. within the story, I knew that as people would read it. Now, what I didn't expect, what I kind of hoped in the background, I'm like, with this story, it's just a story. But through Facebook and the other mediums, my goodness. Women have been reaching out and saying, I identified, I identified, I identified, I identified. identified." Mm. Mm. And I'm like, now the invite's open. Come on in. 
Yeah. Let's embrace. So it it really that. it really creates relatability. It yes. shows them that it's possible. You know, like someone oh, could absolutely. someone could pick up this book who might be going so, through something like this, mm-hmm. and they don't need to like ask for help. They don't need to uh, reveal something that they're not yet right. ready to reveal. But exactly. they can they can in their own privacy wherever they find the space and the time that is safe for them dive yes. into this and say, hey. What did April do? How did she get through this? And I think that that's one of the most powerful things that you can do. It gives them hope. So super powerful. Speaking of the book, let's tell people how they can take the next steps, how they can get the book, how they can continue the journey, get it, get the Supporters Toolkit. Tell us about that, April. All right. So Pinpoints of Light is up on Amazon. It's a Barnes & Noble. It's a good read. It's in all those places, right? I even finished doing the audiobook. I have to Ooh. say this little tag for about the audiobook. So I'm I'm in the same closet that I recorded my audio book in. My husband is brilliant with audio. I mean, he's just amazing. So he was my sound engineer for the whole thing. But I will tell you, it was the most incredible counseling, a therapy, couples counseling that we could have gone through is him listening to the story. Because there'd be some nights where we would stop and he's like, I gotta go on a drive. He goes, I want to kill him. I'll be back in a few hours. And then he'd come back and he's like, oh, I can't. I can't do anymore. Can't. Nope. We got to push pause. I'm like, I know. I'm sorry. Right? But we related. We connected in a level that wow. wasn't even expecting. Yeah. Wow. So the audiobook is out there as well. Um, and you can find that, again, at Barnes, at Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com, Pinpoints of Light, Escaping the Abyss of Abuse, April Tribe Juke, uh, Weird Funky Spelling. So, you know. G-I-A-U-Q-U-E. There's my quick <laughs> Say that as a little bit slower, so make sure people get it. One more time. Okay, G-I-A-U-Q-U-E. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes. And mm. the supporters toolkit, I've got um, a website and funnel that, that heads everybody into that so that they know specifically what it is that you can do. And we're actually doing another uh, launch tonight, 7.30. So it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, we're super excited. We're going to be opening it up to small businesses tonight. Mm. And, you know, because there's been so many people like corporate levels and then individual levels. And some people in small business are like, well, I just hired a virtual assistant. Mm. And we know something's going on and we want to know what can we do. And I'm like, oh, let me help you. So yeah, supporterstoolkit.com. You can Go there and um, get all the information. And again, we're going to do something live tonight at 7.30. So it's going to be fantastic um, on April Tribe Juke. So you can go there. And we just want everybody to know that these programs are there. It is to truly save a life. I mean, what would that mean to you if you could be a supporter to somebody? Mm. And we have it at an everyday price point, something where, you know, less than 50 bucks. You're going to be able to help somebody. Are you kidding me? And it's just been resonating and people are coming out saying, I've known for years and I didn't know what to do. And so I just was their friend and I'm like clapping high five. I'm like, that is the best first step ever. And they feel like, really? Okay. And they, they get this idea of like, this is going to be so hard. It's going to be so, it's crazy. I mean, certain um, places you can, find a few things but mm-hmm. i've collected it all into one mm-hmm. here it is quick training availability everybody can go through it mm-hmm. and it is absolutely clear i don't want any ambiguity ambiguity there we go i can say the word <laughs> i can sign it better yeah this ambiguity yes. it's right there and so concrete because if we can help people out of that darkness of abuse their light is discovered again, mm. their self-worth is discovered again, then they start to fuel their light, and then they in turn are amplifying, can reach back and help another and another and another. 100%. Powerful. Yeah. April, you are a powerhouse. I'm excited to see the next book. Thank you so much for coming on today. Everyone connect yeah. with April. Go get that supporters toolkit and be able to equip yourself to support people who might be in a similar situation and who knows you could be saving someone's life so april thank you so much for being here we'll see you soon okay thank you chris all right we'll see you later bye-bye from the bottom of my heart thank you for tuning in right now we've reached the end of this episode but this is the start of a whole new beginning each and every moment you have an opportunity to rewrite your story 
right here, right now. Decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality and make every day your best day ever.